Yo, what's up, Paul? We something special is happening today, Anthony. I'm Badum Biz, and I'm gonna let you tell the lovely people what that special thing is. So the the first special thing is is that we're not recording from two different locations. We're in the same room, and uh, we're in Paul's studio. And you haven't heard from us in weeks because we've been every weekend for like the last month. We've been in the studio recording drums uh, today, mixing songs. Um, very exciting because uh, so the first day that I come I came here you know Paul got all these drum mics he got a drum kit he got cymbals and all everything so he's like yeah come over and, and help me like uh, set up the drum mics right and get a good sound and uh, we just put the mics up like how anybody would mm-hmm. you know we measured a little bit make sure things are in phase what do we have 10 mics we have we have 10 yeah 10 channels uh, we just added eight more, so we have eighteen channels of shit. So it was crazy because my initial I, my initial thought was, well, I'm going to set up the mic, see what they sound like, and then we're going to just get a whole lot of baffling, soundproof yeah. the room, deaden the room out. That's right. And the weirdest thing happened: we recorded some drums, and we were like, number one, gotta say, hand it to like <clears throat> I picked up a set of used drum mics. And they're really, really great. And we'll talk about those in a minute. And we'll talk about some of the gear in a minute that we're using. Just anybody that's thinking of starting a project studio. But, dude, we lucked out on a great room. Oh, man, dude. you're So I can't highlight this enough. The room that Paul has is absolutely perfect for recording drums. Perfect. Because I, I don't have anywhere close to access to a room like this. Hmm. I have a small little box um and uh yeah we we just put up the mics two kick mics one snare hi-hat mic two overheads left and right and then you did two room mics what else tom tom mics and we just did a couple like first take we, mm-hmm. you, we then we put it on the monitors we're like what yeah no fucking way now you have, you have your interface and you have you know i guess whatever outboard stuff going and then you have your your, your uh what is it yeah, the, the so, Apollo. Yeah, so Universal basically, Audio. basically the I don't actually have any outboard. Oh, you don't have any effects pro- or like processing. The only thing I do have is I have a compression unit that's not actually in line right now. Oh, okay. I am literally using the preamps from a Scarlett eighteen twenty i, and then two channels of uh, audio Universal Audio with the Apollo interface, which is fantastic, um, and just a. Like just to to give a description of the room, if you're out there looking for a good room for drums, it's the shape of a, I would say it's the shape of a shoebox for a woman's flat shoe. That's that's the way I would describe it. Yeah. It's 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 long and it's mm-hmm. sort of narrow. Mm-hmm. It's about seven and a half feet high, and there's there's a little bit of there's a little bit of um ducting going on above it's in a it's a basement room there's a little bit of ducting so there's some duct areas that are just lowering the roof a little bit in various spots but i don't know it's just a lucky lucky Lucky. purchase of a house and a good room and uh some some rugs went on the floor 
Mm. A little bit. I've got a little bit of treatment around the room, but really, it's just it, we just got the room sounding good right off the bat, which is weird. As soon as as soon as uh, we we listened to it, I told you like like it sounds like the drums a little bit, a little bit on Nevermind, like that live okay. drum room sound. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing was we didn't have to touch it. Like we didn't have to really EQ too much right away. Mm-hmm. Like the uh, meaning there weren't any like um, imperfections that were that were in your face. Like sometimes when you do a drum mix or mm-hmm. a recording or drum recording, I mean, yeah. And uh, I mean, all we did was pan some things. Oh my god, I'm yeah. still I'm still like very excited by it. So we yeah. So we anyway we last week we recorded, you know. Uh, I recorded drums on a song that we're working with your brother and yeah, mm-hmm. uh, uh, your brother Ali, mm-hmm. who I don't think the I don't, yeah I don't think the um, audience has met yet. Yeah, we 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 did record an episode with Ali, but we had some technical issues, which meant we couldn't actually use it. But we'll get. Um, in fact, you know what? It'll be really good if we get himself and we get Adam Marshall back to yeah. together because we're obviously working with Adam on it as well, who's producing and doing some singing for us and Ali. Um, but it's been really good. We actually worked on two songs last week. We yeah, we did. On, that's right. We worked on two tunes. One of your songs, right? Yeah. Bella actually, Eight. that's Ali's song as well. That's Ali's song. Okay. But he 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 gave it to uh, to me to sing and to to work on production with. So, um, yeah, it's been super exciting, and it's been really like I haven't done this much. I mean, obviously, all summer I've been doing weddings. I haven't done this much recording. Yeah. In, you know, in um in a long time so we're going to get to the gear in a minute but one of the funny things that i want to mention is uh something that we talked about when i when anthony came up here today which is i'm sure something that every recording musician has come across at one stage in their life just this week i have had so many fucking technical problems and and it's basically i i forgot (laughs) it's been so long since i recorded myself i'd actually kind of forgotten how to do it and it was, uh, it's been a really steep learning curve and you've been doing quite a bit of recording. Yeah, you've yeah. been, you know, especially like drum recording and yeah. mixing and stuff. I've done hardly any, so, but it's been nice. It's been nice to kind of like tire my brain out trying to figure out how to, oh, how to work. Um, I mean, we're working in Logic, obviously. I mean, it's not a plug. It's just the one that everyone uses these days. And, uh, no, it's been a lot of fun. It's been great. So, uh. It's been cool, but just in case you want like a really nice drum sound, I mean, I don't know, um, Anthony, what what size are these drums? It said. So that's well, the thing. That's the thing that's amazing to me. It's like, so uh, Paul bought the Gretsch Catalina Club, mm-hmm. newer model, which is a mahogany shell, but he got 18 uh, inch bass drum. It's a 12 inch rack, 14 inch floor tom, 14 inch snare. And it sounds huge in here. It really does sound mm-hmm. big. Um, Still using the stock skins. Yeah, didn't mm-hmm. change the skins at all. Just tuned yeah. it up a little bit. Sounds fucking incredible. Sounds in great. Here. And we'll put some we'll put some stems up uh, on the podcast so people can hear it. We'll yes. put a few seconds of drums up. Yeah, maybe like right here.
<laughs> and that was the drums, everybody. Yeah, that yeah. was the drum oh, sound. Um, but now the only thing I will say is that possibly on what you just heard, you may have been using your snare drum, which a drummer would yeah, do. Yeah, a, yeah, yeah. You know, um, but I got some nice Zildjian, I think they're A-series cymbals. Yep. Nice set of hi-hats. Mm-hmm. All used. The the hardware and the cymbals are all used. If anybody needs help, like, buying Dude. gear for, like, decent gear and not spending a shit yeah. ton, just email Badumbiz. At- <laughs> That's right. Email <laughs> Badumbiz, too. Seriously, like, I would say, um, you know... Just let's just talk about the gear for a minute because that's yeah. super important. Like, yeah, I yeah, I did buy a few things. Yeah, yeah. The only thing that I bought new of all of the things that I have are I bought a couple of um, condenser mics um, in the last couple of weeks new, but it's only the shells that are new, man. The the hardware, the drum hardware is all used. The cymbals used. Mm. Uh, Hi hats used. The mics used. We're using the uh, Audix F series, mm. um, and they're good. They're really good. Mm-hmm. the The snare mic is punchy. The tom mics are very transparent, very like honest. Them. I actually like those tom mics better. Yeah, than I use fifty sevens. Yeah, they're, I like they're these better. They're very, they're very honest. You know, which is difficult because one of the things, just like sidebarring on that. The hardest thing to mix in a drum kit is the toms. That's my I personal agree. opinion. I think I it's the agree. hardest thing to get a good sound out of. Um, but I mean, the the stars of the show are the overheads, man. I mean, these yeah, oh my god, small diaphragm. I believe they're the Audix F9s. Yeah, they sound fantastic. Dude, they are so oh. good. They are clear. They're tiny. Man, they look like very very weird shaped penises um <laughs> that's why we know? got them yeah that's why we got them yeah <laughs> we got one each um but no it sounds great and then we're used we were using and obviously the great thing about having a good sending room is you can now mic up the room yeah and that's yeah. that's the important thing that i learned years ago but when you're when you're using drum room mics for drums, mm. you're actually not micing the drum. You're micing the room. You're finding the space in the room where it's best. Yep. So we're using a, you know, an MXL seven seventy, forty ish inches from the snare drum. Yeah. About yeah. waist height, um, and we're using a um, VS sixty nine MXL. It's the Mogami Gold version, which has got the Mogami wiring in it. It's a really nice mic. It's uh, the I'm actually I'm actually using it right now to speak on. Oh, word. um, and that was about seventy eight, maybe. Are we right? Seventy eight inches, something like that. Yeah, we yeah. we uh, that was the big. Uh, so that's the biggest thing. If you're recording mm-hmm. drums, phase, mm-hmm. like just make sure things are, uh, like things that are far away from the the drum set that are supposed to capture a space versus. A, dy- a dyna- dynamic mic like uh like the kick or something like you should probably measure your, each overhead from the snare drum and they both should be the same uh, amount of inches mm-hmm. so i think we did like 44 inches or something like that yeah and then even the um the the mic that you're talking about the room mic mm-hmm. i think we just doubled right or, or or maybe it was the same was it the same amount of space we or, or we, we, doubled we, it? we doubled it we actually the mogami was twice as far away as the other one okay yeah so then so it was about 80 inches maybe so, yeah, something like so. that and about <laughs> about nipple height on a yeah. five foot seven year old irishman yeah uh, five foot seven height irishman that's that's uh, nipple height would be about <laughs> <laughs> about four foot i don't know um <laughs> but uh depends how much drooping you've got going on um but uh <laughs> 
and that's so 80 inches about nipple height on an average size man um and that's where the mogami was and like really you know just i mean i'm sure we have people listening that are very experienced with mixing drums some maybe aren't you know those those room mics you don't see you don't see them live that's why people yeah. go room mics what do you mean you mean the overheads because you see overheads live you see closed mic live you don't need room mics because the vocal mm-hmm. the vocal mics are picking up a little bit of the drums and yep. that's giving a little bit of air to everything yeah but in a recording studio situation you want to have a couple of channels of um phased yep. micro microphony mm-hmm. <laughs> um don't know if that's a word that you can bleed it is. you can bleed in and out and yep. affect and stuff like one of the crazy things that we did on a track that we were mixing today was uh we we came across a really good uh plugin from slate that we added mm-hmm. to a room mic that oh, just yeah. changed the color of the drums oh yeah it, it, like things like that make a huge difference it basically gives you more options and gives you more you know gives you more quivers in your uh, arrows in your quiver to to mix later on and you know it's it's really the versatility oh, yeah. of being able to bleed it in is good but um yeah so one of the things that i learned that you were telling me you've told me a couple of times now is about this phasing yeah. application what oh yeah what is the, that you're talking about the uh, the plugin that i'm using yeah. that mm-hmm. i bought yeah i mean it's a, it was uh you know it's about 150 bucks but worth every penny it's called uh it's called Auto Align, and it's by Sound Radix. I think Sound and then R A D I X. Um, so here's what it does. So um, especially like it's perfect for like somebody like me. I have a small space in my basement. Mm-hmm. I got to say, you know, I think the fact that I have a low ceiling and not much space, um, I think it might mess with the the phase a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, so that you know like what when things are in phase uh imagine the snare drum sound um you're hearing the snare drum mic close to it on top and then the one on the bottom ideally you're hearing those two blended with the two uh the snare drum that comes through the overhead mics blended in with the maybe the room mics or something like that and it would be like, you know, it would be like, um, those are pieces of, of the, like when you hit, when you hit a snare drum, your ear is not next, like your ear is not where the drum head is, mm-hmm. where the top mic would be. So you don't hear a drum like that. You hear the space around it mm-hmm. more than you think. And so that's where when things are in phase you're it's like painting a complete picture of what the snare drum sounds like when things are out of phase you might be missing elements yeah. uh of what come through the final mix mm-hmm. so uh, this uh auto align it's and it literally does that auto you know i think that's why it was so expensive but when you um you know, you, you just put it on your snare drum channel and then you put it on, let's say I want to align the snare drum and the overhead mic. So mm-hmm. I put one on each, you know, overhead mic and you, you know, you just dial in the settings, mm. you press detect, it does its thing. And then eventually what happens is magic. Yeah. It just, it aligns it. It, it basically shifts the waveform so that they're in line with each other. Mm-hmm. And the, what you get from it is this crisp, 
this crispness, this clarity, a little bit more punch, everything that you think you're missing mm -hmm. and that you want, you get. And it's wild how I didn't have to upgrade anything. I, meaning I didn't need a better mic. I didn't need to change my room. Right. I just needed phase alignment. Now I could have done it manually. It's very difficult, mm -hmm. I think, to do manually. It's very time consuming to do manually. I looked, I, and I was researching this stuff, and then I was, you know, when you're looking in forums, and you know, people talk about like, oh, you know, you, you know, like, uh, oh, you could just do it manually, and then you you go and you look at the process on YouTube, just on a YouTube channel or whatever. Somebody going, yeah, this is how you do it, and you're like, great, that was forty minutes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't have that kind of time. Look, I mean, you could be in a creative flow. You could be going, exactly. okay, I need to set up the drums. I need to get, you don't, you don't want to take 40 minutes out of your flow and you no. could lose everything. You're, you're sitting there with your bandmates and you're trying to yep. write a song and you're trying to do a live recording. No, I completely agree with you. Yeah. Now, if you have, if you're in a, if you're in a assigned band and you, you book a studio and mm -hmm. the engineer has already sorted out the phase before the drummer even gets there or sends and the that, drummer for and lunch. That's and that's how it usually is. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, um, between that and I think what, what I showed you today about the, uh, um, I don't even know what you, what you call it, but we reprint the drums. So you record the drums raw and then you put plugins on it that saturate it and warm it up. Yeah, I'd like, almost call it like we did it in the box, but the essentially box. we ran the signal back through a mixing board. Like a virtual... A virtual like mixing a, board, yeah. yeah. Um, and basically bounced the track. So we ran the track through an SSL preamp, mm -hmm. a, a couple Tape. of compressors... Um, and then a tape, a universal audio tape, which was unbelievable, monumental in changing the state. Unreal. Yeah. It's like we we IO'd it a couple of times, and we we're like, oh unreal. God, and you know, and then difference. we were just mixing the song. Mm -hmm. Adam Marshall's vocal on it. Um, your bass was on. You know, and we're we're trying to get, and we're like, ah, and you're telling me like, losing the kick or you know, losing the the thump of the snare or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then I thought about like, can you imagine if we used the original raw audio? How difficult it would be. To, Holy uh, shit, yeah, we would have yeah. been we would have been still and, working on it. And that's the thing. Like, I mean, I think that's important because look, we can all agree that the hardest thing there's two very difficult things to to mix in a in a, in a song, uh, vocals and drums. They're the two hardest things to mix, and they happen to be the two things that are usually mic'd and not di'd and you know they don't have the cleanest signal and you're dealing with elements that you can't control yep and what you're really trying to do is you're trying to you're trying to we spoke about this earlier today in our session um you're trying to get before you even start mixing you want to just bring your levels up and have a good sound yeah what you don't want to do is it's never fixing in the mix is not a thing it is not a thing yeah. Nobody, nobody will ever convince me that, oh, you know what? It's fine. We'll fix it in a mix. You can't do it because what ends up when you're fixing something in a mix, what ends up happening? What ends up happening is this, like we were sitting there today and I was saying, look, let's just try to get a bit more thump on the kick drum. If we didn't have good, really good signal, good quality yeah. signal down, adding the thump here would have added too much thump somewhere else. Yep. You know, taking the thump out would have, like adding too much top end would have brought too much hats in, would have brought too much bottom snare in, would have mm -hmm. brought too much overhead in. So, 
like lesson big lesson like really re- like re re preamp your 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 signals if you're not happy with how mm-hmm. your signals sound it's perfectly okay to go re preamp them bounce them save the audio file and just bring it back yeah. in as a you know as a get your drums sounding good bef- months before you mix them basically yeah yeah i think uh i think if anybody wants to try any of what we're talking about out i would say the best thing you could do is you know, go go to slatedigital.com. I mean, I think that's the most accessible. Maybe Waves, but I think mm-hmm. Slate does it pretty well. Of uh, everything is very e- easy to find. Yeah, I think. I don't know if Waves. Waves sometimes confuses me with their the labeling of their the labeling. plugins is a bit odd. You would need a a, a glossary. Um, I mean, I haven't even gone through all the plugins yeah. to see what they do. They're great um, though. The, even the waves yeah. are really good. Even even if you go spend nineteen dollars on the gate, it's the the waves gate is really oh, yeah. really good and easy to use. And the, the, I mean the slate stuff. I mean obviously we have the the mic microphone emulation which we mm. haven't actually done here yet. You've done it. I've I haven't done it a ton. Um, yeah, it's fifteen bucks a month. You get yeah. so much, but you get you get literally a five hundred series rack. Yeah, and it's crazy how yep. useful this thing is, and oh how how many different iterations and modules you get in it. You get basically a virtual five hundred series preamp rack, which is it's crazy it's good. I mean, how many of those? There's probably fifteen of those on our yeah. track alone. Yeah. You know, it's great. Yeah. CPU usage is very modest and you know it's pretty cool man it's so cool. here's here's something Paul is it safe to say that we could put it out there to the listeners that we will record drums for you we will record something for you if you request our services exactly I, I mean that's something that we're looking we spoke about getting into months ago and we'll probably end up talking about it more but mm-hmm. you know we spoke a couple of weeks ago about you know you're a singer songwriter mm-hmm. M- most singer songwriters do not play the drums mm-hmm. like how often have you sat down at the drums played your drums and gone oh that would be a good song probably never it's a good part you know same with the bass bass is a little bit different but yeah it's very difficult to write songs on bass it can be done i know i heard of a few people doing it one of the advantages to writing on bass is you don't have any majors or minors so you can color the the note however you want mm. um just speaking from a note point of view not if you have a riff um but very few singer songwriters have access to real drums mm. and real bass That's so right. what a lot of people are doing is they're using the drummer track on apple or they're using yeah. the um, they're using instruments virtual instruments to create nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. i'm complete i love virtual instruments they're great um but we are making ourselves available to be yeah a rhythm section for singer songwriters or artists who you know can't i mean to, how much would a you know without naming any specific studio a recording studio for a day is i would say am i way, i haven't been in a, a, a paid for a studio in like 8 years yeah. Yeah. it's about that's a, i think it's 6 to 800 a day yeah, because you, you're you're paying for the space and you're paying for the engineer's time mm-hmm. and maybe a producer too. Mm-hmm. So it could depends, but um, depends on where you go, of course. Yeah, but yeah, it could be that could yeah. be it. You know. So basically, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be making ourselves available um, for for you know much far less of a price than you would pay for a studio for a yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. And basically, we'll 
record your rhythm track. We'll mm-hmm. take all your notes. We'll record your rhythm track, how you want it to be done, how you want it to sound. Mm-hmm. Um, alternatively, you can just leave it up us up to us to you know produce the rhythm track, and we'll mm-hmm. send you back professional quality stems to put in your song, basically, and you'll yep. have a real you know rec- uh, live drum drummer bass player you know and yeah. you know or just drums mm-hmm. um if you wish because we know drums are the hard thing to do but we'll basically be making ourselves available to record as session musicians and that's right but you're also getting the studio time with it because you don't have to pay for a studio you're that's just right. paying us to do the stems for you that's right um which will be pretty cool yeah i mean it would be remote i guess for the mm-hmm. most part and i guess that's convenience the only thing i guess that people you know, would have, I guess, oh, well, I'm not there. Mm-hmm. But uh, you get, you know, a revision. Mm-hmm. If, if you're not happy with, it, you know, what we send you back, okay, mm-hmm. do a revision on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, I think uh, as far as what we can offer, I mean, we're not, we're, we're you and I are not um, limited to, and you know what I mean by like the acoustic sound. Exactly. We're not limited by like you're only mm-hmm. getting that live drum, yep. acoustic drum sound, and only that that live acoustic bass sound. Mm-hmm. But like we could, we could get interesting sounds that maybe are more from at least for my drums, like mm-hmm. more electronically influenced yep. hip hop, um, trap, mm-hmm. EDM. I mean, we did it on the same track. We did we did a live drum version on the recording, and then I at my studio at home did it uh one that was more electronically based mm-hmm. of of a you know influence and we just loaded it up now actually and it does kind of sound somewhat a little a little bit um it's, synthetic it's, yeah it's a it's, little bit it sounds very um almost like a vintage drum machine yes. kind of snare and kick and snare sound it's really yeah. good you know but again i mean you're you're getting like quality drum, like professional grade bass player and drummer, all that studio time, your stems, you're also yep. getting, you know, uh, your stems will come to you in um, stems, by the way, everything or? stems would be, by the way, just to clarify, if nobody knows what that means like, like um, we would send, I mean, I guess if you wanted a stereo mm-hmm. drum track, meaning the full drum part, mm-hmm. fine. But we would send you also the individual mic uh, recorded parts. So here's your snare drum here file. Here's your hi-hat file. Here's your bass drum. And let's say you're working with somebody mixing it. Mm-hmm. You give that to them. And then if, you know, if they're a professional mix en- engineer, there is nothing that they are not used to seeing. Meaning like you, we're giving them exactly what they would need. They would need, yeah. Here's mm-hmm. the files. They drop them in their, their mm-hmm. DAW digital di- digital audio audio workstation, workstation. Yeah. yes and this is something that we're going to be doing like not as a, a thing it's not even a money-making thing and essentially it's just something that it's something that i think a lot of people don't have access to yeah and you know while i i think that there's a lot of really great instruments and plugins again out there that you can use when mm-hmm. you're a singer songwriter yep but you know you can't you can't re- replicate the sound of real drums and real bass yeah. t- played together recorded and, uh, at the same yeah, time possibly at the same time you yeah. know i mean you know no problem with that and it's uh you know again it's not something that we're doing to make money it's something that we're doing as 
something that just doesn't really exist out there you know uh, yeah you know if, so just to put it in perspective like yeah i mean the typical thing would be singer songwriter has a couple songs mm-hmm. goes and plays a live show and then maybe there's a local studio somewhere and they go and they pay for the day and they work with somebody who's essentially a stranger probably yeah the mix engineer whatever and then they pretty much have to do the they're in charge of uh the 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 songwriters in charge of the performances and that's Mm -hmm. it though yeah that's the only thing that they can affect now that is the most important part but like i mean i've worked with cat and rich on a recording years ago where we went to a studio and i remember i remember the person we worked with who you know was engineering was cool nice you know easy to work with but what we got or what they got back they were unhappy with Mm -hmm. and it wasn't that they just got like stems back they got like a mixed something mixed something processed you know Mm -hmm. they were very unhappy um and so anyway the point is that could happen yeah and you as the the songwriter uh how the fuck are you supposed to know like yeah and then you're just stuck with it you know what i mean so versus we're giving you that one piece you know we'll come up with what two three different ideas send it send you everything you would need to go have somebody mix it Mm -hmm. versus you you pay them to mix it first because that's the thing right paul like you could not only go to the studio and you pay for the day then you have a separate big ass price to pay to have somebody mix it for you and and and, and master, master. Yeah. yeah i mean i think it's the going right now is about 200 dollars a master that's right which doesn't take that long it's not a it's not like it's a long process it only takes a few hours but it's money dude it's, it's money. money you it's know money. And, and and time and time and you know the other thing that the other thing that you need when you're a solo artist is you need some you may not know a really good drummer or a really right. good bass player and you might know a really good drummer who's never met the bass player i know you got six hours to create chemistry that's right <laughs> in your studio session because yeah you pay for eight mm-hmm. but the first two are set up and then there's another so yeah. you might even just get five hours so yeah. uh, anyway the whole point is take that headache out yeah like yeah. quarter the price and you know work with you know work with a couple of guys who've been we've been a rhythm section for years yeah um years and, uh, like it's like going yeah, on a decade yeah, almost i think yeah. and we'll do everything for you like rhythm section wise and that's that's hard to get especially i will say especially the drum part i mean getting live acoustic drums recorded is, is hard it's expensive and it's hard and uh it's a lot of work so let us do that for you yeah <laughs> basically i'm happy for for you paul that you have this like it's cool right? and you have it right away like we just set it up and you yeah. have it right away yeah it's you know you this know, is probably part of your dream. This is a like a, it's like a it's like a dream come true. I mean, I've had I've had home studios before. Um, I've had like one room, very small room studios where you can't record drums. So you're, mm-hmm. you're talking about you know uh, using MIDI or you know mm-hmm. having still having to go to a studio to get drums, which I don't think I've ever done. I think anything I've used a studio for, I've used it for bass and guitars and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so essentially you're limiting yourself to you know the drummer app 
the the drummer performer on the Apple mm-hmm. uh, on Logic or you know your beats you know you, these there's a lot of really talented people out there yeah. creating beats that's a really really cool thing to be able to do oh yeah um but they're limiting in a way because it's just repe- repeated drum loop all the time yeah. and it's fine for certain types of music but certain types of music you want something a little bit more um a little bit more variation and kind of humanity to it yeah uh, it would so, be written for your song yeah exactly piece together you know yeah from like beats and from stuff beats, like that. Yeah. that they may not have the same like resolution and stuff like yep. that so this is like a dream come true it's what's really going to be cool is when i can um a couple of months away from this but when i can record um three or four or five people simultaneously mm-hmm. with a drum kit and not experience too much bleed which which i'm working towards trying to figure that out um so i need to like build a couple of things mm-hmm. to kind of block noise um but this is like this is the best sounding more most professional setup i've had to date and it's uh, i'm very happy with it it's been really good it's, it's been exciting. really it's exciting it's yeah exciting. the things we're going to do in here are going to be like we're going to do some weird shit and it's going to be cool <laughs> you know and that's just not even just musically yeah. <laughs> we're going to do some like we just did some weird shit a minute ago oh man with a loop <laughs> that we'll uh, maybe we'll we'll tag it on to the end of this uh, episode uh, for your for your for your pleasure we got a little silly yeah so that's that's kind of what we've been doing for the last few weeks and uh there's we're gonna be releasing stuff uh 2022 and you know when stuff is available and mixed and completed we'll have you know i think definitely it's looking like we're gonna have the minimum of an ep Mm -hmm. coming out where we're what we're playing on and producing oh yeah uh, and recording and then you know, uh, hopefully we'll have some other projects going with other people. So you remember, you know, because uh, I, I remember you before you even joined up with this podcast telling mm. me, you know, about like, I really like this artist that you had on. Yeah. Um, so it's cool that I did that for that year. Yeah. And made those, some of those were new connections, mm-hmm. honestly. Because now maybe those artists yeah. are in need for what we were just talking about it's exactly like, like yeah know. they can come in and they can talk to us and they can bring us their music and play it for us and we'll you know we'll even if they're local we'll record their guides for them here and you know that's yeah, true easy i mean we, yeah. we you know the whole it's more of a service than anything else yep. and you know uh we've always espoused this kind of community thing in music yeah. and you know and that's like this is something that we're we can make a reality by basically you know like studios are great guys that work in studios are super they've got lots of great outboard gear and Mm -hmm. there's a lot of money plowed into them but they're they're very expensive for people and they're very expensive for artists and you know i think it's it's um it can be limiting when you have you know especially the last couple of years people are hurting and oh yes it's nice to be able to do it and the great thing about this for for us personally is that we now have a free recording studio so yeah which oh is God. Fucking, you know it's the be- it it's, is the best yeah i will cool. say i've and i in this whole process um and i've definitely it's funny because like the last month or two i think i've just learned some better ways to get drum sounds basically mm-hmm. in my studio and then i came here and I'm like holy fuck yeah I, and that that thing that we were talking about that we that we did with my drum sound my mm-hmm. uh recordings 
you didn't even apply that to your own. Yeah, yet. you haven't even and done that yet. Yeah. Who even knows how good they'll sound? Yeah. But, um, but one thing I'm I'm noticing is like, you know, and and I I could totally see this being a thing as uh, a studio having a protocol, you know, and, and having like almost like a recipe. Yeah. Right. Of, of what to where to put one what mic. Um, you know, like, and you think about it, if we're just talking about drums, right? Just capturing good drum tracks, everything from tuning to like the head that you're using, what cymbals, what sticks, mm-hmm. you know, could affect the sound. And then obviously the performer. Um, but I'm noticing that like, cause I've heard over, over the years, people telling me about like strict sort of rules or expectations or standards about recording mm-hmm. oh you can't you can't like record drums like just using that yeah well i can motherfucker yeah, and i did we just and i, <laughs> and I did yeah. right and all of these like i guess if you want to call them convent i bear i i even feel weird using that word convention mm-hmm. i just think what i really think happened was somebody was able to figure out how to get a good sound and then said don't touch this yeah don't change this process yeah. it's made us a lot of money this studio mm-hmm. with these labels they keep coming to us and sending us you know work don't fucking touch a thing yeah and that makes sense to me uh yeah you know yeah that, I, I get that mm-hmm. but then there are other things that it really makes it really doesn't make any sense to me yeah and and it almost becomes the recipe that that the maybe the engineer is following the recipe to mm-hmm. a T, but not tasting throughout. Like yeah, not, exactly. At all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but whatever I'm doing and I've been doing over the years, I'm constantly tasting and trying to get the flavor that I want. Const obsessed about it. Yeah. Right. And every time I learn something new, that really helps me get that sound that's in my head. Um. I, I very much think about these, these, uh, these kind of these strict kind of yeah. rules, and and the first thing I think about was I well I broke that rule. Yeah. If I listen to that shit, then I, I wouldn't have had this independent pursuit to you know. Ultimately, what you're doing is you're starting with an idea of music, and that's the genesis, and then the culmination of that is you put on your earpods. Does it sound good? yeah that's it it's, it's that's the be that that's simple. the only you know that's the only rule the only thing that you need to apply is maybe two things don't destroy anybody's hearing um make sure you sure. got your music mastered <laughs> sure but ultimately what it comes down to is you put on a pair of earpods or you you bluetooth up to your car does it sound good coming out of your speakers it doesn't matter how you did it yeah even if you played every drum in a different time if you you know used a one string bass if you recorded through an analog board and then just sent us you know it doesn't matter how you did it does it sound good coming out of the speakers if it sounds good coming out of the speakers then you've done it correctly and you know what i hope to and i really look forward to do with you is having artists come in who have that sound in their head they Mm -hmm. don't know how to get it yeah and help fulfill that help fulfill get that sound that they want Mm-hmm. Even if I don't like it, kind of thing. Like I can, I, I almost feel confident. Like I, I can, I can get the sound that you want. Even if I don't dis- agree with, maybe that doesn't work for that mm-hmm. song. But 
that's what they want. Hey man, so, you know you know what I like I I uh, kind of like in it too is you're at a restaurant. Yeah, and the chef may not make the chicken the way you would make it. Sure. And this is this is the struggle that I've always had with musicians and and writing and recording. Um and and every aspect of music actually and it's something that we need to we need to consciously try to break ourselves of the habit of is this. And I've I've done it myself. <laughs> God knows I've done it myself plenty of times. So I'm speaking to myself here, but always remember that if you're if you're having other people play your music, allow them to interpret it as well. Yeah. Like have something in your head that you that you like, but don't don't send that to press mm -hmm. before you even sit down with your musicians. You know, I've I've had it and I've had instances in the past where I've sat down and talked to guys and they're at the start of a project and they're all like oh yeah i want this to be a completely and then like you start doing stuff and it sounds really good and they're like oh no do it like this definitely do it yeah. like that no we definitely i don't want that i want this so they've told you oh we're we're gonna let you do do whatever you want and it's mm -hmm. it's an expressive and it's a, a creative process and next thing the only things that are getting on the recording are the things that they've heard first day yeah so Oh yeah, and I'm trying to learn yeah. that in this process with you now as well as I'm learning to basically go. All right, that's a that's a coat that I'm going to take off when I come into the room, and then I'm going to see I'm going to yep. see what the temperature's like. I'm going to see what's happening, and something else might come in if I allow myself to not get carried away with what I think the tune should be. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, um, and that's really important. And you know, it's 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 a cool thing to let yourself do. You know what I mean? And absolutely. Mm, it's awesome. Yeah, man. Uh, so lot, yeah, cool. lots, lots to, uh, lots on the horizon for sure. It's going to be great. So we're going to be, we're going to be back. This was like a mini, a mini episode. Yeah. We just wanted to check in and let you guys know what we've been doing. We're going to yep. be back and uh, we're going to hopefully get, maybe hopefully get Rich back to do an episode. Yeah, on. definitely. Because uh, Rich just had his show, impressionable yeah. show, and mm -hmm. it was great. So we'll talk to him about that for sure. Yep. And he's going to be coming here anyway to, to record with you, right? Yep. So mm -hmm. do some, lay down some piano. He just released uh, a single, or he's going to release it soon, I think. Uh, he let us hear it. Um, so good. So fun. So good. So fun. He's such yeah. a talented man. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so look out for that. And uh and just remember, email dumbbiz at gmail.com. We're ready to work. Yes, let's do let's it. Let's do this shit. Peace. All right, Paul. Thanks. Thanks.